life was going really well. And I was building my business, which was my first baby, right? And I was like, not ready to conceive. And what happened was, was I delayed the process for as long as I could. When they said, okay, it's time to do IVF. I was like, absolutely not. We're not doing it right now. And I took a big break. And I said, if we don't get pregnant naturally by the summer, I will move forward with IVF. There were so many lessons. So I was just like getting the lessons, integrating them, expanding into the next lesson. And then that's life, right? But I had to, I feel like I had to go through this infertility journey, this fertility journey, like to realize that I actually, my whole life is fertile. And there was a lot of learnings in that piece as well. Welcome to The Marissa Morrison Show, where you'll discover your inner power to create the life you desire. I'm Marissa, and I began my business as a 19-year-old, single mom, broke, and in college. Today, I run a seven-figure business that teaches entrepreneurs how they can have it all without the frustration and overwhelm. Abundance, peace, joy, and overflowing love are available to you. And I'm here to show you the way to a richer, more vibrant life that radiates into your business, bringing you higher profits and profound fulfillment. You see, when you connect with the miracle that is you, you become an unstoppable force that doesn't need to push for success. Consider this an invitation to step into a new world of possibilities, empowering perspectives, and radical breakthroughs. Buckle up and get ready to see the world around you in an entirely new light. This is your life, and you don't need to wait to experience your dreams. It all starts now. All right, Ashley. Well, I am so excited to have you here on the podcast today. I admire you from so many different standpoints, from the business that you've built, the impact that you make on the world by guiding coaches to create an even deeper touch on the hearts that they serve. But it's not just in your business. It's also in your home. You've built a beautiful family with your husband, but I know that that journey has been met with many trials and many tribulations. And so that's exactly what we're here to talk about. I know so many women in entrepreneurship go through this and feel alone. And hopefully through our conversation, we can help them to feel like they have sisters that are walking through this with them and that they're supported and guided on this journey. And so being an IVF sister with you as well, I am just so thrilled to have you. So welcome, Ashley. Thank you so much, Sean. That was so sweet. I appreciate it. And yes, I think that a lot of a lot of women go through this and it's not talked about enough. So I'm really excited to have this conversation today with you. Oh, me too. Me too. And it was such a joy to meet you just last week. So I feel like that Yes, I know. I love you so much. Like Marissa... I know you listen to her podcast, but she is like, she is the same in person as she is on the pod. Like even better, like just your energy is so magnetic and the things that flow through you and the inspirations that flow through you are just, I just, I just want to hug you. I was like next to you a lot. I felt like at the retreat. So I got to like really connect with you and your beautiful energy and your daughter. It was like such a magical experience. It really was. I know my favorite part with you, honestly, was the breath work because we were literally, you know, you have to totally surrender to let yourself go that deep and to not care what people are, you know, because you can hear each other. And so it was was so deep in that. (laughs) We were both like, we went so deep. I think we both gave each other that unconscious permission to just go there. Yeah, I know. And I think also in meditation is the part of just like surrendering the thoughts and I feel like that's what it was is, you know, for me, it's like, it wasn't about anyone else, but it was about me and just allowing myself to be. And I love how he kept saying like, meet yourself where you are. It was so beautiful. And so I just, I know our energies were totally connected though, because we were literally right next to each other. Yeah. It was a magical experience. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I agree. Well, let's dive in. So I'd love to color the landscape a little bit with where you began your journey. I know today you are so blessed to have your miracle in your arms and to be a mom. But I know that the beginning of that journey, certainly you didn't have that certainty, maybe. Maybe you did, but I'd love to paint that landscape. Maybe share a little bit about what life was like when you first decided, hey, let's let's start trying to conceive our first child. Mm, Yeah. So life was going really well. 
And I was building my business, which was my first baby, right? And I was like, not ready to conceive. And what happened was, was I delayed the process for as long as I could. And it was my sister who said to me, listen, like, you know, you've been having unprotected sex with your husband for how many years? And you haven't even gotten pregnant ever. So I think you should get checked. And I was like, okay. Like, I didn't really think about it before. But I was trying everything not to get pregnant because I was like, I'm building my business. I have to be successful first. I had all these limiting beliefs around being a mom and an entrepreneur. And I feel like that's a totally separate conversation. But mm-hmm. but it did hold me back. And then I went to the doctor and he checked everything out and everything was, quote, normal. And it was at that point that I was like, maybe we should start trying. And I realized through the process of starting to try that we weren't getting pregnant, I was like, wow, I actually really want this. You know, like I am ready for this. And I had a switch go off in me from like being really afraid of it to being super ready. Like overnight, it happened. And we went to this one fertility clinic and they were monitoring my cycles. I did three IUIs with them, which is interutero inseminations. And so it's basically where they take the sperm and they you know, turkey baster it up to the cervix so that the sperm can swim, you know, to the egg faster or, you know, have a little bit of a head start, if you will. And I did three of those cycles without medication and no baby, no pregnancy. And then I switched clinics because that doctor actually wanted to put me on Adderall. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. No, I have not. Yeah. Yeah. And that was my intuition was like a red flag. And so at this time of, you know, going back to the fertility doctor, it's such a commitment and maybe I'm jumping the gun, but I'll slow down if you want me to. It's like, it's really, really hard, right? You're, you're trying to make a baby, but you're also trying to like run your life, run your business. It's definitely a commitment, right? It's a commitment that you have to make when you go through fertility treatments that most women who conceive naturally just don't have to deal with ever. They have sex and they get pregnant and that's it, you know? So there's a lot that goes into being committed to that fertility journey at a clinic. Yeah, I love that so much. I think that it's so true. I can speak as well from my own experience. You know, I live about 45 minutes. I don't know how far you live, but... Yeah, it was an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's a com- you're right. It's a commitment. There and back is two hours. Sometimes you're just doing blood work. And <laughs> you're there for five right. minutes. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. yeah. And I, I found that I had to start trusting my intuition. So the first IUI, I'll just share this because it's not a very natural process, right? It didn't feel natural for me. I wanted to make it feel like connected and like sexy and loving and whatever. So the first time we did an IUI, I actually wore like lingerie yeah. and <laughs> went into the room with my husband. Yeah, we tried that to too. Jump, right? <laughs> and I'm like shaking my ass and like trying to be all sexy. And I'm like, you don't need to put the porn on. I got you. Like, it's like this whole thing. He literally didn't even want to touch anything in that room. He like wouldn't even sit in the chair. He's just like too visual. But he's just like, I'm don't touch anything in here. It's such a germaphobe. And I'm like, okay, this isn't working for us. I'm just gonna stay out of the room next time. <laughs> I never went back in the room after that, but I just wanted to add that. Cause that's like a real life moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it you definitely did that. Yeah, we did. One time, same exact thing. I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. 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 It definitely is. I remember the first time I went in, I was like, I kind of feel bad for him though. And the guy, the doctor was like, why do you feel bad for him? (laughs) I see now, I see now after, you know, everything that IVF includes, like obviously we go through so much more. So I would love to know how long did you guys try before you decided to talk to a specialist? Yeah. So we tried for, I would say a good year before we, so I I did that initial consult with the specialist. It was like, everything is normal, whatever. And then we tried for about a year and that's when I started going back to monitor the cycles. And then when he wanted to put me on Adderall, I was like, absolutely not. So I switched, I switched clinics three times before I found my dream doctor who actually got us pregnant. So Not all fertility clinics are created equal. And that was something I just didn't know when I started this journey because it felt like, oh, the same process over and over again. 
But after I left them, I went to another clinic. I did three more IUIs and they weren't all in a row. Like I didn't do three and three in a row. I took space. I was like, no, we can get pregnant naturally. I kept going back to it's going to happen naturally. It's going to happen naturally. Because at that point, I was diagnosed with unexplained fertility, infertility. So see how I've retrained my brain to say fertility. Yeah. yeah. And I feel but like I, that's yeah. such a point too. There's such a a focus on my infertility journey. And I feel like yeah. that label, like our brains are listening to what we say and our brain is directly connected to our bodies. And so it's, really? I believe, more of a journey to fertility. 100%, 100%. And it was a whole process because I kept going back to, I know it's going to happen naturally. I don't know if you felt that way too, but I did. And after the sixth failed IUI, the doctor was like, okay, like IVF is your next step. And for me, when I heard that, I was just like, I am not a failure. I am not doing IVF. It just felt like such a failure to me initially where I was like anything but IVF. Like I was so against it. I even had women online who are so supportive and one woman wrote a book and it was really an amazing book. I'll, I'll try and remember the name, but she sent me this book and I was like, I'm never going to read this book because it's an IVF book and I'm never going to need IVF. And I put it at the highest point in my closet and I was just like, nope, not going there. Did you feel that way when you gave into the process? I think for me, it was a little unique because after I had my third son, I had metal coils put into my fallopian tubes. Mm, right. And so there was more of a logistical, this is why it's not working. My left tube was open. My right was closed when they did the test. And so we also did three IUIs. And I think that they just kept saying like, although it's open, we can't test the quality. And so mm. I just, for me, I knew that IVF was it. Like I just knew yeah. that that was the next thing. But I think that's the thing for me in my own experience, you know, now at this point where I've had the embryo transfer and I'm in that two week wait window and seeing lines and watching them get darker and hoping, you know, like all of that. I remember watching that on YouTube and it's so easy to compare yourself, you know, to other women online and like, what was it like on that day? And, you know, well, how soon yeah. did they get the symptoms? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I watched I think, a million videos, a million videos. I think that's why this conversation is so powerful too, is like, you know, adding in the layer of entrepreneurship, it's a gift. It's an opportunity to get to know yourself on a deeper level because there is that additional, if you will, burden, you know, of how it impacts Definitely. your reflection of yourself. And so as you were going through this and, you know, he's telling, okay, IVF is next. How is that for you with, like you said, you took it as, you know, this is a failure. How did this whole journey before you actually got pregnant how did it affect just you in general? It was really, really hard. It's like that feeling of wanting to manifest something so badly and feeling a million miles away from it. Like it's that feeling of just no hope at times, right? Where I remember after that first failed IUI, I had four eggs in that one. They were like, you could have triplets. And I'm like, oh my God, like, ah. <laughs> at that point, I'm like, yes. That was the first medicated cycle. When that didn't work out, I remember like screaming into my pillow, hysterically crying, being like, why me? You know, why me? Why me? And I just like said it a million times. And it was like, it was a big release that I had to have, but it was really like a feeling of being a victim. Yeah, it was super hard. And I always felt like these things were happening in times in my business where I needed to show up on the front end. That was also really hard where I'd be like in a launch or promoting something and I just don't feel like it because I'm going through this. And that's one thing as an entrepreneur and a coach and putting yourself out there, whatever you do, especially if you are the face of your business, I had to keep it real most of the time. I had to share what was going on because it was obvious that I wasn't myself. It had a big impact on me and especially in my relationship too. That was huge because I felt like a big cause of our infertility was also that we weren't super connected at that time. And like we weren't connecting, you know, the way that we were before, because now there's like this very masculine energy involved in like doctors and trying to get it, you know, trying to time things and structure. And it just felt very disconnected for a long time. 
And that's when they said, okay, it's time to do IVF. I was like, absolutely not. We're not doing it right now. And I took a big break. And I think that that's something that's not talked about either. I think a lot of people have the mentality that once you start your fertility journey, just keep going. Don't stop. Don't take breaks. Like, you know, consistency is everything. And I actually disagree with that. I think that you know on your journey when it's time to take a break, you just feel it in your body. And if you ignore that, you're just, you're not helping the situation. You know, you're not helping yourself get pregnant because you're just putting more pressure, more stress. So I took a break from February until July. So it was a huge break. And in that break, I did a lot of plant medicine. I did mushroom ceremonies. I did ayahuasca ceremonies. And I went really, really deep within myself to understand why I wasn't getting pregnant and to understand what was blocking my fertility. So I took myself on a whole journey there. That's beautiful. Tell me more about that. What did you discover? So in all of that, I discovered the essence of my own feminine energy. In those ceremonies, what was happening to me was all of this feminine, divine feminine energy was flowing through me so powerfully where I was just dancing like I've never danced before. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is the feminine. And I was like, this is where life is created from. This energy is where life is created from. And that might be hard to understand since you didn't actually experience it. You know, whoever's listening, you weren't in my body experiencing that, but it was just this, I understood the magnetism of women. And I understood on a cellular level what's possible when you just receive. And so I entered into this whole new era of really tapping in, dancing, moving my hips. I had a lot of stiffness in my low back for a really long time. And I thought, you know, low back is also like the sacral, right? So that's sacral chakra. And so I was working with all of that, doing a lot of deep healing on that. And I do believe that greatly contributed to my success, but it didn't come right away. So after I went through that whole process, I told my husband, because it was only fair to him, because he wanted to do IVF right away. And I said, if we don't get pregnant naturally by the summer, I will move forward with IVF. And it was like the middle of July and I had gotten that negative test again. And I was just like, okay, it's time. And I just called my new clinic that I did the three other IUIs with. And I said, can I talk to the IVF nurse? And luckily I had done all the testing in the right window. So I didn't have to redo a bunch of things. And we started right away. And um, it was a failed IVF cycle. So that was really, really, really hard. That's a whole nother story. But basically, we didn't make any embryos. I had a decent egg retrieval. And then when they were fertilizing, you know, by day six, I had one, one embryo, fair quality. They tested it. And I just knew, like, I just knew it wasn't going to work out. So I'll pause there if you want, or you want me to keep going. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's such a long story. And that's yeah true of IVF. And every woman that is listening and is like, yes, the story is so long. And I think that like, one thing that is so important for us ladies is to know, like, we want so deeply to be understood. I think as a woman, that's a, a normal trait, you know, to share and to have the masculine hold that container for us. But ultimately, what I found in my own journey, and you can share if this is true, I came to a place of knowing that it was enough for me to know for myself what I felt, you know, and it's like what you shared. A lot of spiritual experiences really are truly ineffable. You can't truly describe them with words. And I think that's the limitation of man as words are perceived in different ways. But ultimately, what you experience spiritually is known by you. And I think that that deeper healing is absolutely a part of conceiving because the particle manifest the field and the field manifests the particle, Mm. you know, and it's that beautiful relationship. We only see a very, very small percent of reality. And so you were able to tap into that inner part of yourself, which I love so much. Did you have people supporting you at this time? Definitely. I think that everyone in my life was very supportive and not everyone understood why I was pausing or why I was, you know, doing plant medicine. Like, I think that there was a little bit of Uh, resistance there from some of my family. Todd, my husband, was very supportive of it all. 
And we actually sat in a ceremony together, which opened up a whole new world of connection for us. And it was a really, really big breakthrough in our relationship. And I also think that that helped our baby come in. There were so many lessons. So I was just like getting the lessons, integrating them, expanding into the next lesson. And then that's life, right? But I had to, I feel like I had to go through this infertility journey, this fertility journey, like to realize that I actually, my whole life is fertile. And there was a lot of learnings in that piece as well. After that first IVF cycle failed, I just didn't know what to do. I was just like grasping at straws. I was just like, I literally have no idea what to do, where to go from here. And long story short, shorter, I don't know. (laughs) I manifested a free IVF cycle at one of the top clinics in New York City. It was a really, really wild, amazing manifestation that just landed right in my lap. And I basically got a $30,000 present because it was in New York City. So it was even more. And they were taking five women. You had to apply to it. They were taking five women who had previously failed cycles to see if they could do it better. And I went in for the consult. I talked to the doctor. He was amazing. And I just felt like, yes, this is it. And we left and I got a call and they were like, you got it. You won. And my husband and I were tripping out because everything is out of pocket for us. We don't have insurance. We have insurance, but it doesn't cover IVF at all. So we were just like bugging out. I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. Like this is this is where we're getting pregnant because why would that happen? We didn't come this far just to come this far. And so I was actually just having an out-of-body experience. I still can't believe that that happened. Like who who wins a free IVF cycle? Who? I have never heard of it. <laughs> I think exactly, exactly. It was just like, God just gave me this massive gift. And one big thing is that, I, and I think a lot of women feel this way. And I don't know if you felt this way, hopefully not. But at my previous clinic, I felt like a number. I was treated so poorly. They were awful. I did not like my experience there at all. And so I told the new doctor at this spring fertility in New York City, highly recommend Dr. Klatsky. I said, I'm just looking for someone that cares, you know, because I just felt like nobody cared. And I was hysterical. And he really cared. He really cared. He told me every single way he was going to change up the process, the, the protocol. And we were driving to New York like every single day. And I actually stayed up there for two weeks during my egg retrieval time The first time we had one embryo that wasn't healthy. This time we sent seven embryos out for testing and we had two that were healthy. And one of those is uh, now my son, which is insane. So I just set up the process there. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I think listening to the stories is so empowering because one thing that I know for sure is when you're walking through this quote unquote infertility, because remember, I love to just say fertility journey. Yes. Getting yes. there. It can feel like there's no end. It can feel like, is this ever going to happen? And what I find through all the videos I have also watched is that the baby comes. It always comes. Always. Yeah. Even if it's through adoption, there's some level of surrender that and acceptance that comes. There's always this, it happens, you know, when the knowing is within it will be manifested. And so I know a lot of women listening to your story probably are like, okay, Ashley, how did you manifest that? So I would love to get into that more. Like, what did you do? What was your energy like leading up into receiving that amazing gift? Amazing. I also have a, a list that I have in my notes that I can totally share with you and anyone listening who wants it of like all the things that I did. Yeah. Um, all you of like it, yeah. Cliff notes. So- After we had found out that we had, you know, two healthy embryos, the doctor called me. I was driving. I pulled over and he was like, okay, I got the results. And the doctor actually called me, which I totally respected and appreciated. And he said, you have two healthy embryos. Do you want to know the sex of them? And I was like, I just want to know, are they the same sex? Are they opposite sex? And he was like, they're the opposite sex. And I was just like, like I was freaking out. I knew I had a boy and a girl, like, let's go. And so after I got that call, I was like, okay, 
like, let's manifest the shit out of this transfer, basically. (laughs) And I think even just manifesting to that point, I was really working on releasing the tension that was in my back. So I was tuning into what the pain was and I was doing like dancing and I was really moving my body, tapping into my feminine energy. So that's huge. Like if you're not doing that, highly recommend like lock yourself in a room, put some music on and really just start to move the energy in your body. So there's, I feel like I had a lot of stuck energy in my root and sacral and I needed to move it up and out. And so that's what I was working on physically. So it's like that embodiment practice piece. And next to that, I was doing a lot of womb healing. So after I got that news, I was listening to this one specific meditation that I found. I think I sent it to you maybe Mm -hmm. on YouTube. And I was doing that every single day. So the womb healing piece was huge for me. I was also drumming. So I have a drum and it was, it's really, really good for your sacral and root chakra. And so I was drumming, 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 and the vibration of the drum like yeah. helps to clear energy. So I was just trying to work on clearing whatever was stagnant in my body and in my energy. That was like my big, big focus. And cleansing my body, I did a whole medical medium cleanse before the embryo was transferred. And that was really powerful for me as well. And then... um Listening to really beautiful music that has super high vibrations. I have the playlist for you. You're all set for that. I got you. I was doing literally everything I could. I was imagining myself pregnant. I was living from that end result, right? I was already pregnant in my mind. I was like, I'm pregnant. Oh my gosh. Like I was looking in the mirror. I was feeling my belly and I was really being a bit delusional, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I am pregnant. And I I was feeling pregnant and I was treating myself as if I was pregnant. I was resting well. I was eating well. I was doing everything that I could to act as if and from a place of really believing it, not hoping for it, you know? And then I was at this sound healing ceremony and we did a release and she gave us a little paper to write down, what do we need to release? to call in what we want to call in. And there was one thing that I wrote down And I wrote down infertility. I release infertility. I release that story because when you go through this journey, you have a story. You have a story that you're not fertile or that you're not good enough or that you're a failure, that whatever your story is, is there something wrong with you? I felt that way. I felt like there was something wrong with me. And I just needed to finally not tell that same story anymore. And I was done with that story. You know, when you're like so fed up with these limiting stories that we tell ourselves in any different area of your life and you just get to a point where you're like, hey, I'm so done talking about this story. I don't identify with this anymore. I release infertility and I burned that baby up. I set it free. And it was it was one of the most powerful things that I did, I think, on my journey to really stepping into my full fertility. That's beautiful. There definitely is a difference in deciding and deciding. Yeah. For yeah. sure. There's like this, okay, I'm going to do this, but then there's that soul decision. And I think that what I'm hearing in your voice and what you're sharing in your story is before like the journey leading up to this, there was that desire where it created separation from this vision and from this known thing that you knew was going to come. It just felt so far away. But now going into this, your vibration was already there. It wasn't even the the desire. Yes, was there. And there's, you know, the the egocentric thoughts that certainly can come in, but deep within you knew and you had that certainty. And so those are two very different frequencies. Yes, 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 yes. Very, very different. Very, very different. And I remember having like late night conversations with my husband and just like we would both tune into the feeling of how beautiful it's going to feel to raise a baby, to raise a human, to raise the soul. And we would just cry. We would be like, oh my gosh, this is going to be the best thing ever. And together, I think that's another thing that really was a huge breakthrough for us was we were manifesting together, right? Where we, of course, like we were on the same page. We both wanted this, but we would lay in bed and be like, oh my gosh, our baby's in the middle of the bed with us and we're just so happy. And like, we would see him or her in the bed with us, you know? And and like, 
feel that feeling of having that actually happen. And so then when it did happen, we were like, we literally imagined this. Like we imagined this very moment. And it wasn't like a contrived, like, okay, we got to manifest it right now. It was like, I find that when it's a true heart's desire, you can't help but just imagine that moment with your person. You know what I mean? You can't help but go there in your mind. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And it also sounds like the way in which the two of you were feeling about it when you first started was very different by the time you got to this this IVF cycle where you did succeed. So different. It was a whole different kind of journey. Yeah. And I actually felt the first time around that my partner and I were not connected at all. Like he didn't realize even like the extent of what I was doing and going through. Like conceptually, yes, but he wasn't in it with me. And the second time he was so in it with me. Mm. So energy wise was just different. I love that. Energy is everything. 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 Did you have any mystical experiences during this time, like visions or dreams? Like, did you see the baby? Did you hear any voices? Anything come through in meditations? Anything like that? So I definitely had some dreams of being pregnant. And I definitely had just certain feelings, like certain awarenesses. Nothing like super crazy mystical. But my husband, uh, the only thing that helps him get out of his head is breath work. And so he goes to a breathwork teacher, facilitator, and he came back one day and he was like, I saw our baby. Like he saw it in his third eye. It was just like the light and the baby was like coming closer and closer. And he couldn't see his face, but he was just like, our baby was right there. And I was like, that's so beautiful. And of course, ayahuasca showed me our family when I was on my journey. I saw saw a family of four. We were walking on the beach all holding hands. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm did you have that for you? Yes, thank you. I did. I did. So it's 2023. And in 2019, I received that we were going to have a boy named Judah. And the embryo I transferred was a girl. So maybe that's next. <laughs> wow. But I feel like ever since then, I've definitely had these experiences. I have in meditation, there was a time whenever I was writing my book, which I am about to start. And I was in my office, which is not where I am now. It's being built just like literally like a couple feet away. And um, I'm writing and Devin comes in with the baby in like a carrier on his chest. And I had this huge click at one point where I was like, oh my gosh, like obviously like I have to get pregnant in order, like the connection with the book and the baby and how important that was. I know in CEO Mama, we talk about the creation energy. So I am just so here for that. You know, when I was pregnant before, I was 18 and 19 and 23. And so that was 10 years ago, you know, 10 plus. And so I don't think I had the awareness and I certainly hadn't woken up to my life. You know, I very much was a child. And so I'm very excited to experience that creation. But also just like what you said, I would have moments where I would be driving and I'd look in the back and it's like, oh, the car's like, I just, it's almost like it was there. But then I was like, oh, wait, like, I find that like, you know, in the mystical, there's these moments where it's like given to you, but like you initially know that it it was like given, it was received. But then the analytical mind is like, but they're not actually there. But you're like, oh, but it was there. Like, you know, and that part of it. And so, um, and then- At our CEO, Mama, I did have, when we were doing the sound work, actually a week before I was doing acupuncture and I always try to meditate when I'm doing my acupuncture and the little girl came and kissed me on the cheek and I like, oh my God, came too. And so that same presence and energy came whenever I was in the sound bath. And it was like wow. you said, the third eye just hovering over me. And again, the analytical mind comes up and it's like, am I creating this form? Like, am I wanting this to happen so bad that I'm doing it? And that's whenever I just had to surrender. And I knew within my being at that moment that it was not me. And I think I shared this with all of you guys, but I had where like the vibrations, I felt these two different vibrations coming together within my uterus. And I mm. feel like, you know, on the third day I'll share, I actually had a line like a positive 
three days after, you know, that's like really freaking early. And really early. I told Devin, I'm like, I think that what happened was, and I know that there's so many different discussions, which I would love to know your thoughts on as well, but when the soul actually enters the form. And I just was like, the soul was like literally already there. Like it was just waiting for the material. And so as soon as the material matter was there, it's like, okay, let's, let's do this. But I think that I had gotten to a point all these years of like, that's why this journey of fertility is so beautiful is because it is about discovering yourself. It's about healing. It's about reconnecting. And I think that's just like your journey. Like that is also for me, like I had to come to this place of total surrender, you know? Mm, So much surrendering, so much surrendering. It's like an accelerated path to learning how to surrender. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's And it's beautiful. If you can lean into that, it's beautiful, you know? And there's so many moments through, especially IVF, where you have to surrender. Like one of my dear friends right now, she had her embryo transfer, you know, five days ago, and she's going to test tomorrow. She's been strong. It's her third transfer. So the first two did not work. Mm-hmm. which I actually have not, I know that is a possibility. I haven't met anyone personally who had that experience. And so, you know, that was heartbreaking for her. That was really, really hard. And she's had so many lessons in that journey of like surrendering. And I'm talking to her today. She's like, I'm testing tomorrow. She's like, I hope I'm not making all this up in my head, all these things that I'm feeling. And I'm just like, just surrender. You know, it just comes back to surrender. Like it doesn't matter just surrender. Yeah. It is so hard, but it's also such a gift. It's like everything with life is impermanent. And I think that, you know, it's really all neutral except until the perceiver determines it to be negative. And I think that in life, it's the negative where the lessons are learned and the evolution and expansion happens. And, you know, it brings me to just for those, if anyone is listening and is doing IVF and they're on their third or fourth time or something like that, I actually read Jenna Kutcher's book, How Are You Really? Because I had experienced a miscarriage last year. And so I really, I mean, one of her chapters, I was crying because she was talking about her miscarriage and she has two kids now, but she was sitting in an audience uh, at a conference and one of the ladies on stage was like, you know, she had done seven rounds of IVF and she was like, okay, one more. And she got her, I think it was a little girl. I could be wrong, but, and so it's just like, I think going back to what you were saying about this knowing within, it's like ultimately people outside may not understand or may give you advice, but it's like only that connection within is the source of guidance that for every decision for that matter, that we can tune into and know that this is leading us to the fulfillment of our life. Mm, So beautifully said. So beautifully said. It's so powerful when we can do that and trust ourselves along the way. It's also part of that learning and journey is like really trusting yourself. Yeah. So I want to know how the two week wait was for you for this, the one where you got (laughs) pregnant. Cause you know, you're, it's like, for me, I will say myself, like I'm surrendered and then I have the embryo transfer and then I'm like, okay, wait, now I need to know. Yeah. I had some serious PTSD to work through because (laughs) of so many calls from the clinic being like, you're not pregnant, you're not pregnant. And then the first day, right after it was transferred, he was transferred my baby was transferred. I couldn't sleep that night. I watched a million transfers on YouTube because I was comparing it to my transfer of like just seeing how like the little catheter was sending off the embryo into the uterus. My hotel was across the street from my doctor's office. And I I just marched into the office first thing in the morning unannounced. And I'm like, I need to talk to Dr. Kladsky. And I went into the office and I was like, how do you know it's in there? Just tell me, how do you know? And he's like, I don't know. I was like, how do you know it didn't fall off the thing into like my cervix or something? Like, how do you know it's in there? And he was like, I don't know, but I'll prove it to you in two weeks. He was, he's very confident doctor. (laughs) And I was like, okay, all right, fine. And I showed him like the video that we took of the transfer. And he was like, yeah, there it is. It's in there. I'm like, but why does it look? I was so in my head, so in my head. And then the following, like first three, four days were the hardest because of the trigger shot. You have HCG in your body. So if you test, you don't know what's real, what's not. So I remember testing on like day four just to get a baseline of where the HCG level was and it was pretty light. And then I started testing 
day five, day six, day seven. By day seven, it was getting really much darker. And I was like, oh my God, I think I'm pregnant. And I didn't tell anyone that I was testing, like not even Todd. And I was just like doing it on my own, like a creeper. (laughs) And I was just like, oh my God, like I'm pregnant. Like I feel pregnant. But those first four days were absolute like hell for me. (laughs) Like I was so scared. Yeah. And I tried to keep myself cool. I tried to do my, all my spiritual things, whip out all the tools. I meditated every day. I listened to everything. It was really, really hard. And I remember taking a video. I walked down to the beach. I wanted to get some ocean energy. And I just knew I was pregnant. I just knew it. Like I had this inner knowing and I took a video of myself and it was just like, I'm pregnant. Like I just feel like I am. And I was just, bugging out. Enjoy. I knew it. And then we tested together the day before our beta and we were freaking out. It was amazing. It said pregnant on a pregnancy test. I waited three years. The whole journey took three years to see that. And the beta came back great. And it was just, it was onto a new journey. As soon as it happens, you're like onto the new journey, pregnancy. Do you feel like when you found out that you were pregnant officially from the beta results and of course the second, because you know you get the first and you're like, okay, but wait, I need to see the second one. (laughs) Yeah. Do you you feel like you felt like it was complete? Did you still have these kind of, like you said, the PTSD, like the old stories? Was it still kind of that management of, is this real? Like, were there fears and doubts? There was definitely fears and doubts. I think the whole thing is a journey and process, right? Every single little part of it. So it's like, yeah, you wait for your beta and then it's positive. You wait for your second beta and it's positive. And then it's the first ultrasound. You want to see that heartbeat. You know, if you don't see that heartbeat, that's like your heart drops, you know, and they're like, it's okay, just come back. But we saw the heartbeat right away. And that was like the most magical moment of my life. Even more than finding out that I'm pregnant, it really confirms it. And you're like, okay, there's a heart beating. First trimester is tough because you feel really pregnant, but you don't look pregnant and you can't feel the baby moving yet. So I think each little step to the next is, and then you get to that 20 week ultrasound and you're like, okay, now I could take a breath, you know? And it's just, I think it doesn't feel real until that baby's in your arms. So yeah, that's for me. You know that how they say like, when you go on vacation, when is it real for you? When you book your flight? when you pack your bags, when you get there, when you have your first drink, whatever. For me, it was like baby in arms. It's real. I couldn't even imagine any of it, like what my baby was going to look like. Like I could imagine, but I couldn't, you know? So I don't know if that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. With being an entrepreneur, going back to that and this beautiful journey that you were on over three years, how did it impact your business, was there any direct impact in terms of profit or the way that you showed up? I definitely think being authentic and just real and vulnerable was huge. So I commend you for that. Um, But what was that impact like? I think it gave people more to relate with me on in that sense of like, wow, like I went through this and it was very like, kind of like this podcast is going to, you know, impact people in that same way. I think it helped me ultimately redefine my success where everything in the business was great because it helped me lean into my team more. It actually up-leveled me in my business in that way because I had to lean on the support that I had more than ever. And so in that process too, like being able to give myself permission to have more white space and set things up in a way that gave me that permission to step away if I needed to was really, really big. But in regards to redefining success, it's like, you're investing in this thing, right? Whether it's your business or your IVF, you're investing a ton into it without knowing how it's going to turn out. And along the way, you know, you might feel not good enough. You might feel like an imposter. You might like all those limiting beliefs might come up along the way. And I find that they're like a very parallel journey where it's like you're investing, you're putting so much time and energy and you want that result so badly And sometimes it might not work out the way you want it to. And how are you going to show up in that arena when it doesn't work out the way that you thought it would or wanted to? It's the same thing for business. So it's like trial and error and, you know, setbacks and comebacks. And it's all so similar. 
And the lessons remain the same, right? Where it's like trust, surrender, let go, cast your vision, hold on to it. Like it's so similar in that way. I love so deeply that you were vulnerable and shared. I know when I shared in my story a while back, I had a couple women reach out to me and just kind of relating. And one of them in particular told me she hadn't even told her parents and she just was going this alone with her husband. And I just, it's like I said, everyone knows what's right for them. So it's not to say that that wasn't right for her, but I think if anyone is listening and going through this and they're alone and they're not, you know, accepting help or support that it's okay. You know, when you let that beautiful opportunity of unconditional love and compassion to flow to you from other people, I think it builds that strength of knowing that, you know, you're going to be loved either way. You're going to be good enough Mm -hmm. either way. And I think for me in my journey, that's what I am always reminding myself, even as I'm, you know, watching these lines get darker, I'm just like, I'm whole either way. So that is so, so, so beautiful. And I want to share a metaphor on exactly that, that note. I would go to my chiropractor every week. She's like my spiritual teacher. And she really watched me struggle through the ups and the downs and the roller coaster of it all. And she said to me, you know, someone gifted me this fig tree that I have out front. And that fig tree is so beautiful, but it never grew any figs. And I did everything I could. I moved the tree to a different spot in the sun. And then I moved it again and I moved it again. And it just it never grew figs. And so one day I said, I love this fig tree so much. It's so beautiful just as it is. I'm going to put it right out front so I can look at it every day. And she said, and one day I was just staring at this fig tree looking at it. And I said, am I going to be okay if this tree never produces figs? She's like, yeah, I'm going to be okay because this tree is so beautiful. It like makes me cry. And what happened that summer? She got some damn figs off of her fig tree. I love that. And the fig tree made figs because she allowed it to just be in its wholeness and completeness exactly as it was without needing to change it. And I feel like that's exactly what you were just speaking to. So yes, yeah, that's exactly it. I think too, in that two-week wait for me, I'm reminding myself that the feelings that I have, like the energetic signature that I am is being felt by, if the soul is there, fantastic, the genetic material that's there, whatever the case, like that energy is being impacted, you know, Um, or should I say the energy is impacting that little one. And so I think to release, I even would say, you know, like I'm doing my best and I release you from pressure from me. I allow Mm -hmm. you to form within my womb as you see fit, you know, and just like, it's not about me, actually, it's about you, you know? Yeah. And I think that there's such a, like, push and force and pressure of time because when we realize that we're meant to have a child and that desire comes within, it's like, well, okay, let's do it. But there's also this flow to the universe and we're a part of it. And that timing is absolutely perfect. And I feel like looking back on your journey, is there any way that you can identify how this timing was so perfect for you? Oh my gosh. (laughs) In every way. In every single way. I mean, there's not one thing that sticks out to me, but it's just it's just a deep knowing where it was like, wow, this all happened so perfectly. And this timing was so amazing. And if I'm going to use that knowing now to manifest what's next in life, right? Because if you know that the timing is going to work out perfectly, you don't have to rush it. You don't have to have so much pressure. You don't have to try so hard. You don't have to effort so much because there's that knowing that it's all happening and you already are that. You already have that. So just release release it and let it go because it's 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 inevitable. I love that. It's inevitable. That's right. Yeah. I would love to peek at like a little window peek because I know we don't have time for a full discussion, but for those that are listening to this, maybe just got pregnant or are just kind of hoping and dreaming like I was a few months ago. And they're wondering what life may be like after a child. How was postpartum and having the child coming into your life, your relationship, your business? How was that? Yes. Okay. I'll give you a peek. And I did record a whole podcast episode on this if you want like all the deets. Yeah. When they say it changes your life, it really does. I can say that 
for a fact. Coming home from the hospital, my mom used to live in Florida. She now lives here. But the day we came home from the hospital was the day she fell in CVS trying to get everything ready for us to come home. And she broke her right arm. So the day we came home, she broke her right arm. And that just like was a whole nother lesson of surrendering and just letting go. Um, That was really hard because she came to help us. And then I ended up needing to help her and help myself and the baby. And it was just like, it was a lot going on. Those first two weeks are so precious. And I think my biggest learning in that was like to stay in a bubble of just me and my husband and our baby and not have like a million people at my house because it was wonderful to be surrounded by family, but also it was a lot for me personally, too much energy. So it was, I had a lot of postpartum anxiety right away. So that was a big part of my journey was like the anxiety of being around others, having them be around the baby. I didn't want anyone to hold the baby. I didn't want anyone to like breathe on my baby. I was just very, very, I became a germaphobe. It was really wild. I just like very anxious about any little thing. And so I had to relearn in a way how to calm my nervous system and let go. But also you have hormones that are working against you in that way. So the hormones were really intense initially. And um, yeah, breastfeeding happened, which was amazing. And I think it's something that I don't take for granted at all because I know not everyone gets that opportunity to breastfeed. And I'm still breastfeeding seven months later, postpartum, which has been such a gift in my life. And I think postpartum, there's just a a reintegration that happens in like your family unit that needs like the kinks to be worked out. And I think especially like for the daddies, like, or the the partners that are, you know, with you in that process, it's definitely um, a journey for them as well. And just taking that into consideration, which, you know, I was making it all about me. So there was a lot (laughs) to learn there. And he was so supportive and amazing and everything. But it Yeah, I don't even have the words, but it was just a total life change in the best way. Yeah, you shift from independent to totally responsible for another life. Exactly. And I mean, I wish it would have been helpful if someone told me like, okay, you're going to be feeding your baby every three hours. You have like three hours to do things or sleep or whatever, and then you're going to be feeding. And then after you're feeding, you're changing. And after you're changing you're putting them to sleep. And it's just like, I didn't know the schedule of events. You know what I mean? It was just, (laughs) it was, I was like, oh, okay. Most days I really didn't get out of bed till like 12, one o'clock because it just, it's just like flies by and it's wild. Time is just warped when you have kids. It just doesn't even exist anymore. I can relate to that so much. My son is 15 and a half and they just got a phone last week because I've, you know, I have lots of thoughts about that and just remembering how I grew up and, you know, it's just, there's no handbook. <laughs> there's no handbook. There's and no handbook. Good for you for waiting that long. I, I hope oh that I can. I I'm so that. thankful that I did. You know, I, I read a lot. I read a lot. And this is like a whole nother conversation, but, you know, up to a certain age, they're really impacted by their parents, but around eight, somewhere up to 12, every kid is different, but that impact shifts to their peers and so, you know, we homeschool our kids and um, I don't know about you, but pretty much everything I got in trouble with was because <laughs> I was, you know, with my peers and we were all emotionally not mature and trying to figure out life. And it's like, you know, helping them discover their emotions. It's just this whole journey. I mean, from trying to conceive to having the baby, watching them grow month by month and then leading them into their lives. It's like, it is about them, but it, I find that it's about you discovering yourself so deeply that the things, you know, when they're parenting, I can give an example, like when my daughter started to wear shorts, they weren't even short. I just was triggered because I remember how my mom had responded to me, you know? And so just like getting so centered on who you are that you have this freedom to allow them to be as they are. And Mm. it's a beautiful journey both contributing to them and and raising them, but also yourself and remembering who you are, not from the programming and not from society, but from the essence of existence, you know, that that beautiful yes. just to be. I think what's so beautiful about your journey is that you 
have like such a, an amazing foundation. Like you've raised incredible humans. And now you get to take all of your learnings and pour it into this new baby. Yeah. It's just like, it's going to be insane in the best way. I'm so ready. So excited. I'm so excited. Oh my God. I'm like, I'm oh. ready because I know what it's, I know the, I, I, I don't like words like burden and challenge. I, I know I said it earlier, but I see it as opportunity. It's a doorway. That's really more of what it is. It's like a stepping stone, you know? Yes. But I know I'm going to rediscover myself again, <laughs> just like I'm yep, sharing with course. you. I have such a deeper understanding of life and myself and manifestation and self-development that now I have a totally different perspective on like how I would start from the beginning. So I'm excited to yeah. do that. But with doing something new, I know that I'm going to come against my own egocentric thoughts and I'm excited for it. I'm ready for it because you're ready for it. You're, yes. Yeah. Like I, I know it's scary. Gonna come. <laughs> yeah. I was just sharing yesterday on my story that like being a mom is like, it's like accelerated growth, man. Like yes. it, there is so many nuggets and lessons that are just here for you. Like you could just eat them up and expand so much. I was saying how my productivity, my business has lessened, but everything has actually grown because I am personally growing so much and that's impacting, you know, every area of life, including business. So pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And for those of you that are listening that aren't pregnant yet and are hoping to be, I think those lessons start as we've talked throughout our conversation from the moment that you start moving towards conceiving. So just know that totally. those lessons are already happening for you. Yeah. And if you're listening and you know, you're on that journey and you're in that really, 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 really dark, hard part, just know that we have to contract to expand and that even in those darkest, hardest moments, like you're not alone. Your spirit baby is with you and they're with you in those moments. I truly believe that. They're helping yeah. you. Yeah. I love that. It's so true. It's like we just yeah. have to be open enough to sense it and to know that, that, that yeah. they're there, you know? Because if you yeah. have that desire, it is meant for you. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my gosh. That is a whole nother conversation. I feel like, yeah. you know, man, if we could just like be yeah. like, oh yeah, I got this desire. Yep. Okay. That's cool. Let's just, I'm going to keep <laughs> moving like with such faith, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So good. So good. Well, I have really loved this conversation. You have inspired me in so many ways. And I know that you have touched the hearts of those listening in. What piece of wisdom would you share to an entrepreneur that is going through this journey that you wish you would have understood or someone would have told you back whenever you first started this journey? I think for a long time, I was really afraid of letting letting the world know that I was going through this. And I was afraid of just all that energy coming in at me. But I would say like people want to cheer you on and people want to support you. And a big lesson on my journey was letting in the support. And so whether it's publicly letting in the support or privately letting in the support, opening yourself up to recognizing that you are not alone. You are supported and to tap into that support that is available to you right now in a new way. Because it it actually changed my whole experience when I decided to let support in. I, I actually manifested women coming into my life who were kind of guiding me through this whole process. So support, support, like in a brand new way. I think we hear it all the time, the words support, but really like allow the vibration of that word to sink into your being and to know that it's okay to have it and to ask for it and to receive it. Yes, I receive it. I feel like in my journey, you were that for me in a way. Because, you know, you you were the the whole idea of like, when you have a desire, you can see that someone else has it. And so that's proof that it is possible. And so like, although I watched all of these videos, I didn't really, I think there was like one other person that I knew from the wedding industry that I had worked with before who went through IVF, but she went through three rounds. And I just was like, that's not going to be my story. And like specifically the embryo transfer. And so, yeah. you know, you had that embryo transfer and it just, you know, you were pregnant. And so that yeah. was so huge for me. And then being able to just stay connected to you, I just appreciated and still do so much. And thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. 
because I feel like because we connected on it, now we're sharing this message on your podcast and this is going to connect with everyone that it needs to connect with. And it's just the ripple. It is. It is the ripple. So where can these amazing ladies find you? Because I know that they're just going to be like so loving your energy and want to continue to journey with you. Thank you. Yes. So I'm on Instagram at the quantum.coach. So come hang out with me there. And I have a podcast called the Badass Manifester Podcast. And I do share a lot about my fertility journey on there. I shared our birth story. It's all there. So feel free to uh, dig through. (laughs) I know they will. It has been such a beautiful conversation. Thank you so much for joining me. And I hope that everyone that is listening feels inspired, refreshed, restored, and ready for this beautiful journey ahead. Thank you so much. I absolutely freaking love you. And I'm so excited for you and grateful that we could have this conversation. Thank you. Yes. Love you too. Here we are again at the conclusion of another episode. I'm sending you a virtual hug and I want you to know I am so proud of you for staying committed to your dreams. It's all possible and it begins with you. If you'd like to discover more support, visit marissamorrison.net where I have created opportunities for you to connect, expand, and to evolve into your greatest potential. Until next time, friend, I'm thinking of you and sending you all my love.